Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture. With me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello, English learners. Welcome back to the Level Up English podcast. My name's Michael, and it's a gloomy Wednesday morning here in England, in London. But I hope it's nice where you are, whatever you're doing. Hope you're having a good time. Today, I've got a topic all about regret. So I'm going to be talking about how we can express regret in English, different phrases and grammar that we can use to talk about things that we regret in the past, things that we feel bad about, you know, how they happened. And I might even talk about some of my own regrets as well, and even kind of my thoughts on regret itself. Like, is it a good thing or a bad thing? And yeah, I think there's a lot I can pack into today. As I like to mention at the beginning of most episodes, I do have the transcripts available. And I think a lot of people have been finding these very useful. So thank you to everyone who is checking them out. So if you want to get the transcript and read everything I'm saying, you know, for each episode, then you can go to levelupenglish.school slash transcripts. So hopefully you guys find that helpful. And the main thing I want to kind of talk about before I get into the main topic today are my group lessons. So I've had a break in July. I haven't been doing them, but I'm planning to bring them back throughout August and beyond. Um, It's a little bit difficult at the moment because a lot of people are on their summer holidays and they're taking a break from their studies. But hopefully a few of you guys would be happy to come and we can make a little community of learners uh, who come each week or maybe most weeks to learn and practice English. So I hope you can tell I'm really, really passionate about these group lessons. And I just think it's such a good way to learn. I've, I've been over it in, in our previous episodes, so I don't need to talk about it too much. But there are a few things I'm changing and improving. So first of all, I now have a special website just for the group learners. So everyone who joins the group classes will have access to a private website where they can view all of our lesson materials, the lesson notes, kind of corrections and new words that we learn. Um, They'll also have access to any other activities we post there. If there's a homework task, they're always optional, but if people want to do some extra work, they can do it on that website and we can have a look at it in the following lesson. And there's also going to be a private learner forum as well. So this is just a chance for the group students to chat with each other if they want to. And they can ask any questions as well related to English and I'll do my best to answer. So that's one thing I'm changing. I'm really excited about this aspect of the lessons. I I haven't seen anyone else do anything similar before. So I think it's a really unique thing I'm offering and hopefully it brings people a lot of value. And the other thing I've, I've added new, hopefully affordable price plans as well now. So you can just book one lesson if you want to, um, no commitment. If you don't like it or, you know, for whatever reason you don't like it, you don't have to come back. Although I'm sure you will like it. 
There's also an option to pay on a monthly basis. So this is where you buy a month package and that's four lessons each month. So this is the one I recommend. This one is the cheapest. It's seven pounds for one hour. And I want to encourage that one because that way we have more people coming back every week and we kind of get to know each other and the group lessons get a lot more fun the more we get to know each other as well. But yeah, if any of that sounds interesting, if you would like to improve your English with me and a small group of students, then head over right now to, you know, or maybe later after the episode, to my teaching website. That's ewmichael.com slash group. I'll also put a link to this in the show notes, but ewmichael.com slash group. Okay. Hope you don't mind that little um, promotion there, but you know, I'm really excited about it and I wanted to share it with you guys. And yeah, let's get into the main topic today. So I want to start today by talking about some phrases that we can use to express regret. I've got, let's see, six altogether, six words and phrases that we can use. And I'm also going to be giving you some examples too. So the first one is using wish, I wish. And a really important thing with I wish is we basically go one step back into the past. So if you want to make a wish about the present, we have to use past tense. I know it's a little bit confusing. So today I wish I had some food, right? We say had, we do not say I wish I have. We never say I wish I have. It's always, I wish I had some food right now. What about the past then? If we want to make a wish about the past, you know, a regret, what tense do you think we use? What comes before past simple tense? That would be past perfect tense. So we would say, I wish I had done something. So past perfect is had eaten, had been, had done, yeah? So this is how we can talk about regrets. I wish I had done this. I wish I hadn't eaten so much last night. A very normal one for me is staying awake too late at night. Even just 30 minutes makes me very sleepy. So I wish I had gone to bed sooner. Or if I want to say it at a more natural speed, I might say, I wish I'd gone to bed sooner. I wish I wouldn't have had all that coffee before bed. Right. So think about this for yourself. Each sentence we can do today, think about for yourself, what regret would you say? I wish I had, mm-mm-mm. it could be, I wish I had not done, or I wish I had done. And if you want to really impress me, then leave a comment. I always welcome comments and go to, you know, Level Up English website. And this episode is podcast 120. Leave a comment at the bottom and I will reply to anyone who leaves their practice sentences. But that's just kind of, you know, optional homework if you want, if you like that kind of thing, you know? Okay, the next one is, if I could have, I would have. So this is a conditional, if I could have, I would have. So the full sentence could be, if I could have done it differently, I would have. Something like that. Essentially, what we're talking about here is the third conditional. This is the the final one 
and it is the only conditional that talks about the past. So it's things that cannot be changed. Conditional, by the way, is when we have a sentence with if at the beginning. So the normal structure for the third conditional is if, then we have past perfect, again, this tense. So you see that's very useful for talking about regrets. Then we say, you know, in the next part of the sentence, we can say would, could, or might. Then we can say have done, have been, like basically present perfect at this point. Have and then uh, past participle verb. So I'll give you a fairly basic example. If I had been taller, I would have had more girlfriends, right? So it's too late, I can't change my height, but I kind of have this regret. I wish I had been taller, in other words. So let's think of another one. If I hadn't stayed up so late, I would have felt better this morning. So it's much longer than the first one, I wish, right? It's much longer, but it's a little bit more kind of, rather than saying you want something to be different, you're saying, you're kind of discussing what it would be like if something had been different. So a little bit more complex and it's a little bit more interesting for conversations. And if you say, I wish, it sounds a bit more like you're just complaining. And you know, no one likes a complainer, right? So if you can, I think this condition was a really good one to use. If I had studied English sooner, I would be much better today. I'm sure a lot of us have regrets like this, don't we? But yeah, again, think of your one. If I had done something, I would have been better. Something like that, that kind of structure, yeah? Okay, next one you'll be pleased to hear is much simpler, much more, well, much easier, hopefully. And this is expressing regrets with should, should have to be more specific. So I should have done this. I should not have done this. Yeah. So for example, I should have studied harder at school. And we wouldn't really say it like that. We would say as a contraction. So rather than should have, we would usually usually say should have, should have. So I should have studied harder. I should have done this. If it's negative, we would contract should not and have is usually on its own. So for example, should, shouldn't have. Notice I said have, which is the schwa rather than have. You can say both. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. I think the lazy vowel, the first one, is much more common. Shouldn't have done that. I think there was a scene in Harry Potter where Hagrid says that, right? I, I'm not a big fan of Harry Potter, but I know a lot of uh, you guys are. So I think, I forget what he did, but Hagrid says, I should not have done that. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. So maybe you'll notice that next time you watch it. I think it's the first movie. But yeah, I shouldn't have eaten all of those sweets last night. I should have been more careful when driving. I should have listened to my parents more as a child. So these are just examples, but what 
regrets do you have using should? One that we probably should have... Oh, that's a good one. I didn't even realise I said it. We should have mentioned at the beginning was the word regret. We didn't even speak about this yet. So regret. We always follow the word regret with a gerund. Well, basically not an infinitive. So that means we say, I regret doing, not I regret to do. So this is a very simple one. It's slightly more formal. It's not really formal. It's just kind of neutral. You know, it's not that casual. So I regret not studying harder. So you can have a not before the gerund as well. I regret eating too much food. Yeah. I regret not saying anything sooner. As well as a gerund, which is basically a noun, we can also have a noun phrase, which could be like what I said, what I did, how I acted. So I regret what I said. I regret how I acted. I regret not seeing my friend when I had the chance. So hopefully that makes sense. Basically regret plus gerund or noun phrase. Another very simple one is a phrasal verb and it's the simple because it's the same as the previous. And this is to take back, take something back. It can literally mean you kind of take an object back that belongs to you, or it can just mean I want to take back what I just said. I regret saying that and I want to put it back in my mouth. You know, I, I don't, I want to unsay what I just said, for example. So if you say to someone, maybe by accident, you blurt out, you look a little bit fat today. You're looking a little bit chubby. Have you been eating too much? Obviously a really bad thing to say to anyone, unless they are trying to gain weight. You might say, oops, I take it back. I take it back. I, I didn't mean to say that. I'm sorry. I regret saying that. And just like regret, we can follow this with a gerund. I take back saying that thing. Or maybe more natural is, I take back what I said. So when you want to apologize to your partner or your friend, for being very stupid, you can say, I'm really, really sorry, I take back all of the bad things I did. I take back what I said, please forgive me. So we've got regret and take back. The last one is a noun, the first noun, and this is just remorse, remorse. It's really similar to the word regret, um, except I would say it's much stronger. So if you really want to kind of express how much you regret something, especially in an apology, you want to show someone you've changed, you can say, I feel a deep remorse. I really feel a strong remorse for what I did. Maybe you did something terrible and you feel remorse. Um, I think that's quite a simple one, really. I feel remorse for that. So, yeah, I mean, what I thought I could do now is talk about some regrets that I have in my life and use some of these phrases too, perhaps. And then after that, I'm going to talk about regret in a little bit of a deeper sense. So I'm, I don't know exactly what I'm going to say yet, but I'm looking forward to um, talking about it anyway. So when I think of my own regrets, it's, it's quite difficult to think of them, but 
I would say a lot of them come from my early 20s, you know, I just finished school. I think a lot of us would say the same, right? Where we were more immature, we had, you know, freedom for the first time in our lives. I had moved out from my parents when I was 19 and, you know, I had full freedom but still wasn't fully mature. You know, I think most people don't really mature until their mid-20s, right? That's what I heard anyway. So I think there was a lot of people I hung out with who I was maybe quite rude to. I wasn't so focused on other people's feelings, let's put it that way. Maybe I was more self-centered and selfish. And I think that's a fairly common thing to, to do and to be when you are at that age. So I could say I regret being so self-centered and I should have focused more on how my friends were feeling. I shouldn't have focused so much on my feelings. I should have focused on others' feelings. So I think that would be a regret that I have. Another big one, which I feel better about because it doesn't affect other people, is not pushing myself outside my comfort zone sooner. So I would say it wasn't until I was like 23 or 22 when I really kind of started to have the confidence to talk to people and even call people on the phone. And even at 20, I was terrified of things. Like I would just refuse to do, like call people in my work. I would refuse to you know, meet new people and make new friends because I was just too shy. And I kind of had this idea that shyness was who I was. It was part of me. I couldn't change it. And I regret not realizing that I could change it sooner. So I wish I had left my comfort zone much sooner. There's a good example with wish and past perfect. And this is good advice to anyone who does feel shy. It just takes a little step every day, a little, little bit. So what is one tiny thing you can do outside your comfort zone and keep pushing that boundary? And then, you know, if you change 1% every day, in 100 days, you know, you'll be 100% different. Does that maths add up? I guess so. But a little bit every day can account for a big change over time. So I wish I knew that when I was younger. I, if I could have known this at 20, I would have made the change, but I just didn't have that knowledge. Okay, those are my two biggest regrets that I can think of anyway. And let me know yours. Obviously, it doesn't have to be too personal, too serious. But if you have some little regrets from your younger days, let me know in the comments and try to use this grammar as well. But yeah, for now, I wanted to talk about what regret actually means. And I find this quite interesting. So... You know, I mentioned before I regret being so self-centered before and I didn't mention I wish, well, maybe I did actually. Hmm. <laughs> I, I don't think I really said I, I wish I could go back and change it. I didn't say that. And I was wondering, does regret mean that we want to change the past or does it just mean it's something you feel bad about? Because of course, there's that idea that Although you regret something, if you hadn't made that mistake, if you hadn't made that blunder, you wouldn't be who you are today. So if we changed everything we regret 
or we regretted in the past, we would not be a very good person now because we would have no mistakes to learn from. And, you know, I think this is obviously good for language learning too. If you never make a mistake learning English, you'll never improve, right? That's the basic, uh, the basic line, the basic thing to remember. So the question is, is it good to live a life with no regrets? And is that even possible? Because I hear a lot of people saying, you know, I don't have any regrets. You know, I, I think life is too short for regrets. You know, all the things I've done made me who I am today. And I understand that. And I've always said that myself. But now I'm wondering, maybe they have a different definition of the word regrets. Because to me, that kind of sounds like I've done you know, everything I've done is the right decision. It's something that I feel good about. And I don't think anyone can say that. We've all done silly things and we've all done things that we thought, oh, I shouldn't have done that, right? Um, even even tiny things in our in our work and our lives. So yeah, on the one hand, our mistakes you know, define who we are. So maybe we should reevaluate this term regret and kind of see it as a positive thing. Um, I'm not sure, but on the other hand, to think about the purpose of regret. So why do we feel regret as humans? I think it's so we can learn from our mistakes. You know, I don't think there's any, if, if there wasn't, an, an, if we didn't have an ability to learn, there wouldn't be any need to feel regret. So I wonder if we would even feel that. I don't think we would. So yeah, either way, I think it's important not to dwell on the past. To dwell on something, to dwell on the past means to spend your time living in the past, thinking about it again and again. We can all agree that's not good. So don't dwell on the past. Don't dwell on your mistakes and your regrets. I think it's good to see the past as a lesson to learn from, but not somewhere to hang around. You, know, you don't want to hang around there too long. So think about your regrets as a lesson. Um, think of it in a positive way, put a positive spin on it. And don't think of them like, oh, I wish I had done that. And don't let, don't let it eat you up inside. You know, I feel like I have a lot more to say on this, but I can't, it's not coming to me right now, but I think I'm on the, maybe if I had someone to talk to, it might be a good conversation. But anyway, I, I think I'll leave that there. I, I want to end with one quote from Alan Watts, who is a really cool kind of philosopher. And he says, the past is a memory. The future is an expectation. There is only eternal now. And I love that quote. So when you think about your regrets, or even if you're worried about the future, you're a different topic. Remember that the past is just a memory. The future is just an expectation. None of it is in a sense real. You know, the past is all in your memory. It's not actually real. There's only this moment now. So think about that. Think about the lessons you can learn from the past and then move on. Learn the lessons and move on. That's what I like to do anyway. But let me know what you think. Let me know if you disagree or if you have any other ideas as well. I'm going to leave the main topic here today and I hope you enjoyed it. I want to end with two, I think, two reviews from Apple Podcasts. I think that's what they call it. It's called now. I, I always forget. But first of all, I've got one from Marcelo from Argentina. 
and he left a very kind five-star review and said, Since some weeks ago, I have been listening to your podcast. It is really great and I love your normal voice speed. As you said in one of them, it is your normal tempo. It is true that a lot of people speak very fast, using contractions and to be fluent, someone has to understand that one. But you give a clear British accent and it helps me a lot too. Go ahead, Marcelo. Thank you very, very much. That's so kind of you. And Marcelo's been really kind and, you know, leaving me nice comments in various places. So thank you very much to you. Um, appreciate that and glad it's helping. I've got one more from Abra from Saudi Arabia. And they said, thank you so much. It's so good. Very simple one. So thank you to both of you for the kind reviews. I always appreciate them. And it really, really does help me a lot because it you know, helps more people hear the podcast and helps the, the listeners grow, you know? But yeah, thank you. And thank you for listening as well. Usually I would end with a quote from Instagram, but I've already given you a quote and I think I'm just going to repeat that one because I love it. It's one of my favourites. So once again, the past is a memory. The future is an expectation. There is only eternal now. I love it. Thank you so much for listening and see you next week. Bye-bye. You have been listening to the Level Up English podcast. If you would like to leave a question to be answered on a future episode, then please go to levelupenglish.school forward slash podcast. That's levelupenglish.school slash podcast. And I'll answer your question on a future episode. Thanks for listening.